No Junk Mail presents The New Year, read to you by James Vaughn Felt. Yes, sir, the new year is here. So what's new? Well, nothing, I guess. We are feeling the shock of cold weather. The first big cold front moved in a week ago. That's normal for this time of year. A little bit of snow on the ground, three or four inches, I guess. That's normal. The kids' programs are busy. For instance, the Iwana group is meeting at the Mennonite Church west of town on Wednesdays after school. Almost all the kids in town attend that program. They love the hot dogs and games. The 4-H program is in full bloom Tuesday evenings at City Hall. They do a lot of interesting things. I hear they're planning on making a Christmas float to decorate the town next year. The Mulcher Center, you know, the City Recreation Building in Bloomfield? It's open and busy, especially right after school. Exercise machines, weights, basketball, badminton, and more. They have a lot of stuff going on. I heard they put in baseball pitching in a batting practice lane. They have a robot that pitches the balls. What fun! The high school football team wilted after their first game last season. But Jim Sanders tells me that the high school basketball season is going to be spectacular. Reggie Armstrong, the boy that lost a leg due to an infection a few years back, he's playing center. You got that right. A one-legged center playing basketball. Well, he actually has two legs to play on. They outfitted him with the spring assembly for a foot right after it happened. And he's got along with it just fine. In fact, he can outjump everyone they put against him. And he never misses a free shot. You can count on him for 10 to 14 points a game, too. He's co-captain of the team this year. And we have a new wrestling coach. Marlon Weeks, our algebra teacher, is going to give it a whirl. Heard he was on a winning team at Iowa University a few years back. He's said to have been on a high school team coached by the great All-American Willie Gadsden. Yeah, Willie. Iowa University is known for their wrestling team awards. In town, this is the time the young boys get out there and shovel driveways and sidewalks to earn a little cash. There's also a lot of wood being split and stacked for next year's use. Out at the farm, it's more of the same, except you have to break the ice out of the calf buckets before watering the calves. The boys and girls on dairy farms still get up about 5 a.m., but that is way before the crack of dawn. It's dark at five in the morning. After school, there are chores to do and another milking, and that's only half the job. Cleaning up after the milking is the other half. When dinner's over, many of the boys are out hunting. You can taste venison at almost all the meals. Grandma Laurel says several girls are learning to quilt at her place this winter. They meet three times a week after chores. Sandra Amstutz is the teacher. Her quilt designs are legendary around this area. Grandma Laurel hosts the event because her living room is big, and the wood stove makes the stay delightful. I'm sure she entertains the girls with her stories.
She has lived a long and colorful life. I remember old Ed Amstutz telling me stories about when he was a youngster, back in the early 1900s. He lived to be over 110. Anyway, he regaled me with the time he rode his pony to town in an early winter snowstorm. That time, they lived on a farm four miles west of town. He left his pony at his aunt's barn in town, then walked the short two blocks to school. He said he had to stay at his aunt's for the rest of the week because of whiteouts. He also told me how most of the country boys carried their twenty-two rifles to school. They'd shoot rabbits on their way home. The boys just stacked their rifles in a corner of the classroom. My, how things have changed. The volunteer firemen meet once every other week to discuss the techniques of putting out fires. But there's lots of other information passed on at those meetings, too, such as, well, when the next storm will hit, or where the buck with the big antlers is hiding, or which football team will win this year. It's mostly guy talk. The gas and grill is open, as usual, for the early bird gossip group. Vicky tells me that she is busiest with the morning crowd from 6 to 8 a.m. Several farmers are regulars. They come in to talk about next year's crops, seeds, fertilizers, and such. And, of course, the Gas and Grill Historical Society meets at least once a month. We tell tales and occasionally discuss some story of historical note. We've been researching the history of Mennonite schools. And the answer to the question, why aren't Mennonites required to send their kids to public schools? May have a story to tell you one of these days. And this is the time that the Amish choose to take trips to visit relatives. Bill Beisel's daughter, Amy, has developed quite a business carting Amish here and there. One trip went all the way out to Oregon last winter. Amy has two part-time drivers two 15-passenger vans, and a seven-person van running all over the place. Pennsylvania, Minnesota, New York, Montana, and places further west. Of course, it's a good way to keep in touch with relatives, but it's also a way for the next generation to meet up with potential partners. Sometimes one family will fill up a 15-passenger van. There's always activity of some kind in a park. After school and even till late at night, you can see ice skaters at the park. It's an amazing thing to see the fog from a fire hose turn to ice as the firemen make the skating rink. Of course, they have to have some pretty cold weather, but we've had our share of zero-degree weather lately. So, I guess you could say our expectations are up and attitude positive as we enter the new year. So, that's it for now. Wishing you a grand and glorious new year from where the corn grows tall and pigs fly. Take care. All my love, Grandpa Jim.